0: Foundations.
1: There are heritages that we don't want people to know about. There's behaviours and attitudes, things that we have said that you can't take back. We've all got them. We've all got a past. Yep. Moses and Aaron and Miriam were the product of incest.
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Have you ever had a secret, a family secret that you didn't want anyone to know about and that if anyone ever found out about, you might not be looked at in the same way again? Well, Moses was the greatest prophet Israel has ever had, but he had a huge skeleton in his family history that we're going to discover today.
1: You know, it's always funny when you say there's a skeleton in somebody's closet, everybody's ears prick up because mm, they like to get right. a little Ooh. bit of you know juicy information. Uh, Moses' mother and father, what an honor for them. They are the parents of the greatest prophet yeah. that Israel ever had. Do you know what their names were? Mr. and
0: Mrs. <laughs> Moses, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Isn't that funny?
1: You, you kind of think, wow, how yeah. come we don't? Re- n- n- very rarely do people know their names. Yeah. And why don't we know their names? I mean, Rahab the harlot, we know her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And let, look, she was notorious, but we all know who she is like, and she is tr- spoken of with honor. Okay, most people have no idea who Moses' mum and dad were. But there was a bit of a scandal around mm. them, and we're going to learn what that is, this skeleton in Moses' family So maybe closet. Moses
0: didn't want us to know what his mum and dad's name were either. <laughs> well,
1: that's the thing. There are a, a lot of scholars who think that maybe – because Moses, who wrote the first five mm. books of Moses? Moses, Moses, Moses did. It. Well, you know, why didn't he list yeah. his mum and dad? <laughs> okay, so if you look at the names of – The first five books of the Bible Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy Their names are very important Okay, Genesis in Hebrew is Bereshit That means book of beginnings Exodus in Hebrew is Shemot And that means names And there's this list of names in the first chapter or two uh, of the tribes, Leviticus, uh, the Hebrew word is Vayikra, and it means he called, and that's because that's all about the Levitical priesthood who were called to minister in the temple and, and the priests. Uh, then, uh, Numbers, the Hebrew word is Mabidva, and it means the wilderness or in the desert. And Deuteronomy, uh, the Hebrew word is Devarim, and it actually means these are the words. And basically, those, the, uh, all of Deuteronomy is like, Sermons by Moses reiterating the law. Okay, so if you look at the names that are listed in the first chapter of, say, Exodus, there's this list of all these people, okay, uh, or about 70 people that are born to Jacob. There's a couple of other names listed there, Shipra and Pua, and they were the Hebrew midwives who wouldn't kill the baby boy, mm-hmm. so they're named there in honor. Um, But the greatest prophet of all, Moses, and his brother Aaron, who was the father of the priestly family line, their mum and dad aren't even mentioned. It just says that there was this Jewish guy from Levi who, the Levite tribe, and he married this Jewish Levite woman, and they had
0: Moses and Aaron,
1: okay? But then you get to Exodus chapter 6, verse 20. It says, Amram married his father father's sister, Jochebed, and she bore him, Aaron and Moses, and the length of Amram's life was 137 years. And you kind of go, whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> Amram married his father's sister.
0: Mm, that's his auntie.
1: Moses' dad married yeah. his auntie.
0: Wow. Ick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And so you, you, part of you kind of goes, oh, maybe that's why... Moses didn't yeah. mention his mum and dad. To he, start he waited with.
0: six chapters to kind of just slip it in there and say, "Oh, there we go. That's the info. exactly."
1: <laughs> because remember, uh, let's be okay. Let's be a little bit fair to Amram and Jochebed. Um The law hadn't been given, and the people of Israel had been enslaved in Egypt, so they only had, you know, slavery and the example of the Egyptians to go by. Um, they were suffering. And so Amram married his auntie. Mm. Moses and Aaron and Miriam were born to them. And then once they get out into the wilderness and they've been delivered, God gives the law and you read in Leviticus 18:12 that says you shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is your father's blood relative. And you shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is your mother's blood relative. In other words, you are not allowed to marry your aunties because it's basically incest. So Jochebed was Amram's auntie and Amram was Jochebed's nephew, Mm. which is kind of icky. Yeah,
0: that's right. You know? Yeah. And but it wasn't against the law at that point. No, it wasn't. It was only after the fact. So
1: it's, it's almost like Abraham was withholding <laughs> the family connection until yeah. later on it comes out. Now, why would I even bring this this skeleton out mm, of the closet? Scandal. Poor Moses, like he wants anybody <laughs> to know. Yeah. What's the point? Look, we all have a history. There's stuff in our families there's stuff in our relatives, there's stuff in our family lines, there are heritages that we don't want people to know about, there's behaviours and attitudes, there's events, there's conduct, there's things that we have said that you can't take back. We've all got them. We've mm. all got a past. Yep. Moses and Aaron and Miriam were the product of incest. We mentioned... Um, Rahab, she was a prostitute a Gentile harlot Mm. she's actually in the lineage of the Messiah Ruth was a Moabitess the Jews were forbidden to marry the Moabites especially, yet she is the great great grandmother of King David in the family line of Messiah so we all have a past, we all have a history but our past and our history does not dictate whether or not God can use us in fact God uses the broken, the downtrodden, the destitute, the sinful, the reprobate. He uses the weak and the foolish things of this world to confound the wise and mm. that's how he gets glory. If he used the great and the powerful and the mighty and the wonderful and the and the accomplished
0: And the spotless
1: and the spotless and the beautiful and the wonderful, then they would get all the glory for look how wonderful they are. Mm. I mean, you look at Moses, he was a stuttery, he had a speech impediment, and he ha- he actually resisted God. I don't yeah. want to be sent. Yeah. Send someone else.
0: And, and he was a murderer too, by the way.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> so, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. He may have been yeah. a product of incest, but he was a murderer yeah. as well. But the point is, is that God uses broken mm. things yeah. to achieve extraordinary things. Yeah. And so, you know, when um in the New Covenant it says that everything that happened in to the the people of Israel is there for our learning. It truly is. And in fact, if you examine some of the lives of most of the people in the Old Covenant, except probably Daniel and Joseph, they were all reprobates. Mm. They were all, uh, They. some of them were just like, God, how could you have chosen this particular people? Mm. They were dreadful. And yet look at what God has done through them.
0: Yeah. So true. And it
1: can't be because they were so wonderful because they weren't.
0: Mm. Well, God's grace is the key there. And obviously, we are, as you said, we're, we're mm. in the same boat. Yeah, you know, we can look down our nose oftentimes at mm. all of these characters and say, oh, you know, would they, but we do exactly the same thing every day of the week.
1: For some, we, we, well, well, some of yeah. us. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And we, if we look at our, the state of our families and our churches, our societies, our social clubs, our governments, you know, just our society is falling to pieces. How could God possibly use us to do anything of any mm. value in the world? And yet he takes us, broken and frail, weak and sinful, and he completely transforms us, and it's through his equipping and his empowering that the world is being reached for the mm. gospel. Yep. Do you know, it's, it's something like 94. Five ninety-six percent of the world's populations have now been reached with the gospel through Bible translations and ministries and missionary work. That's exactly what God said would happen in the last days, and He's using sinful people to do it, yep. and so many more things yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. So you know, like Moses, our family history does not dictate whether or not God can and will use us. Yep. He is using broken people
0: he all sure the time does. and only by His grace.
1: Only by His grace.
0: Well, in the next program, we're going to continue learning why the Hebrew foundations of Christianity are so important for believers in Jesus today. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.